0: deeper than most i'm your host sav and
1: i'm your host dj
0: so today we are going to be doing a shitload of horror movies part two yeah we back again for another year i can't believe that deeper than most is on its second like year of holidays i guess you could say holiday episodes and specials um It just feels like we did our Halloween special, like, yesterday.
1: And here we are again with another shitload of horror!
0: And of course, you know, we're bringing in the spooky cocktails once again. And today we have a Halloween Vodka Fizz. And it's literally just that. It's vodka. We used vanilla vodka this time orange juice, and orange soda, and a little bit of orange sugar. It's simple, kind of refreshing, but you know, not really.
1: Before we get into any of this spooky madness, we actually have a dose of the most this week. So check this out. A Massachusetts law school says it's guilty of accidentally sending acceptance emails to thousands of former and current applicants. The Northeastern University School of Law in a statement Wednesday blamed a technical error for the glitch, saying the erroneous emails went to more than 200 people who applied for admission starting next fall, as well as to nearly 4,000 former applicants, some of whom are already enrolled.
0: How the fuck does a technical error like that happen? Since you're the tech guy, you know. How does that happen?
1: Honestly, it could have happened by somebody from the inside, like maybe a secretary accidentally... Clicking the wrong button. Literally, the, the smallest things mm-hmm. could happen. It could cause stuff like that to happen.
0: So those people that, like, got an acceptance email, though, like, do they still get to go? I mean, y'all said, like... Yeah,
1: now that, I don't know. I don't know.
0: Let us know your guys' thoughts on that. Because, mm-hmm. I don't know, sometimes I think it's weird, like, how shit like that can happen. Anyways, that was a pretty good deal, I will say... Earth has been high and dry lately, y'all, and there just isn't a lot of juicy DOM content. Now we're gonna roll into these horror movie recommendations. We're also going to be rating Halloween costumes and just sharing our thoughts.
1: But without further ado, quiet everybody, demons on the set. So our first category is our demonic horror. And for our first movie, we have The Omen, and this is the 1976 film. The film follows Robert Thorne, his wife, Catherine, and their strange son, Damien. A mysterious series of events and violent deaths occur around the family as Damien grows into his childhood, which later brings the family to a horrifying revelation.
0: Love shit like that. Mm -hmm. Um, I think I've seen The Omen, but not the original one.
1: Yeah, no, this movie's crazy, though. I love it. It's funny because I was introduced to it, um via VHS. The director of this film is Richard Donner, and I don't have any uh, information about any of his other movies, but the cinematographer, Gilbert Taylor, directed Star Wars, A New Hope, which is the 1977 film.
0: Our next demonic recommendation.
1: Before you even get into it, though, I will say this one is actually one of my favorites.
0: Same. (laughs) Same. It's a good early 2000s horror. Um, I feel like early 2000s, not going to lie, low key was like the best era of horror. Like just because of how camp and just early 2000s horror was back then. It was a different time. It was a special time. The Haunting of Molly Hartley. Um first off, this movie's camp in all the best ways possible. Like it's a terrible fucking movie. <laughs> the acting bad, like the cinematography bad, the plot bad but it's good like I don't know how to explain you it's so cheesy that you enjoy it Um, a lot of people call those like popcorn movies Mm -hmm. where you know you're just there for the ride (laughs) The Haunting of Molly Harley is about a teenager Molly who is ready for a fresh start at a new school following the brutal attack that was done to her by her mother who was deemed insane the attack had almost killed Molly, and she just barely had survived this shit. I mean, it was pretty intense. But, I don't know, just the way I'm having flashbacks of that movie, and it was just a roller coaster ride. Um, at her new school, Molly begins to attract the attention of the most popular guy, Chase. Molly finally feels like she is able to fit in and get her life back on track. But on the eve of her 18th birthday, she learns the horrifying truth of her devilish legacy so yeah i mean it's kind of like one of those things you turn 18 you know you're either a witch or a demon those were our demonic recommendations and we are doing like two movie recommendations per genre or per category Mm. so yeah that brings us to our next one where we talk about all things women and that includes witchy women So, this category is witchcraft, and the first recommendation that we have is one of my all-time favorite movies. Like, it's so good. Just the overall atmosphere and the vibe that this movie brings, I don't know how to explain it.
1: I do. It is an absolute classic.
0: It is. It's a classic for sure, but, like, the acting is good, the concept is good, but, oh my god, the costumes, like... All the outfits are bomb, like, it's just a vibe. (laughs) And that movie is The Craft, the original 1996 movie, not that damn Craft legacy shit on, what was it, Amazon Prime or fucking Hulu? I don't know. Don't
1: ever disrespect Hulu like that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But the original Craft, it's for the books. So The Craft follows a transfer student, who is our main character, Sarah who's a newbie in her L.A. neighborhood. Sarah has a telekinetic gift that catches the attention of three quote-unquote wannabe witches. That's what the description says of the movie, but them bitches had powers too. The triplet of women were looking for a fourth to complete a ritual that they were interested in, and Sarah fit the mark. So the three women that Sarah meets, which is Bonnie, Rochelle, and Nancy, all three of them have troubled pasts of their own and I'm sorry you guys if you could hear Harlow meowing because he wants to get into the studio and he can't. Uh, But anyways, they all have triple past and they are all treated like outcasts in school. The same thing applies to Sarah. They throw me off. After getting acquainted with the girls, Sarah and the others perform a small ritual that causes a girl at school to lose her hair. Yeah, that shit was wild. With the excitement gained from the spell, the girls grow power-hungry for more. And you know where that could lead to. So, yeah, I definitely recommend The Craft. It's really, really good. Um, Entertaining. Kind of spooky, not really. It's just a really good 90s horror movie.
1: Our next recommendation is Rosemary's Baby. And this is the 1968 film, or the original, for those of you that don't know or haven't seen it. The film follows a soon-to-be mother and her aspiring actor of a husband to Manhattan. Once they get to New York, the couple moves into a very suspicious apartment building with a reputation of being all too peculiar. As Rosemary approaches birth, she realizes things are much more sinister, and that's due to her neighbors.
0: Hmm. I've never seen that.
1: It's fucking sick. Oh, really? Yeah, it's it's super scary and creepy, though. And this film is directed by Roman Polanski, who also directed Brush Hour and Oliver Twist. Which brings us to our third category, an outer body experience. And this is our body horror category. So our first recommendation is The Human Centipede, first sequence. And this is the 2009 film. The film follows a deranged German surgeon who kidnaps three tourists and cuts their vacation short by surgically joining them mouth to anus to create the grotesque human centipede.
0: I'm sorry, but like whoever the fuck came up with this concept, I'm watching you. Yeah. But also, just imagine like, strangers at that Yeah, you got your mouth sewed to somebody's asshole
1: and this film is directed by Tom Six and I don't have any other uh, recommendations of Tom Six's cause he did all of the human centipede movies
0: mm-hmm. and
1: his other films are Dutch
0: yeah but what's your take on that like having your mouth on somebody's asshole like
1: in terms of that though the way I look at it the way I watched the movie um it just shows that there are some things out there that are worse than death I would hate for the, I would hate for that to happen.
0: This is one of those yeah. things.
1: This is one of those.
0: Yeah, no thanks. I would hope that I would be at the beginning of the line. <laughs> that's oh. all I got to say.
1: Yeah, that's the, the only real spot that you would really <laughs> want to be in. But even then, like, it sucks.
0: Because being at the end of the line, Ooh, you getting shit after shit after shit to eat. You're okay. not just getting, like, <laughs> shit to eat. <laughs> But yeah, that's a good movie. For For sure.
1: sure. Definitely. Now, the second and third ones, not so much. (laughs) But that first one, I'll take it.
0: Our next body horror recommendation is probably one of my favorite movies now. Like, I don't know. It's just so good. It's just wild. I still can't get that shit out of my head. And once again, unique concept. And that movie is Tusk, which actually came out in 2014. And I had no clue. I couldn't even really tell just when we were watching it.
1: Well, yeah, no. It's so weird how, how much uh, cinematography has progressed over the years. Because there are films from that time that are like, they look pretty damn good. You would think, oh, shit, this is a newer film. And then you see when it's made and you're like, oh.
0: I mean, I thought it was a couple years older, but not 2014. I was thinking like 2016, 2017. Right, right. 2014. It's been a while, and we just watched it for the first time this year, like a right. couple months ago. Right. Um, and that shit was crazy. It was hilarious and horrifying and Shocking. just somebody horror that I was not ready for. Tusk is about a podcast host from the U.S. <laughs> who is played by Justin Long who ventures into the Canadian wilderness to interview an old man with an extraordinary past. After his arrival, the podcast host, and his name is Wallace, um, which just makes it even funnier. Wallace quickly learns that the old man holds a dark and sinister secret that involves a walrus. So you guys, because they wouldn't leave us alone, Oliver wanted to say hi. And I know you guys haven't seen him in so long. He's huge.
1: Yeah, he's a big boy
0: big i feel like the last time i held him in an episode he was like baby so yeah that's tusk i definitely recommend i'm not gonna say anything more i'm not gonna spoil it but that shit is wild and the scenery is insane like just the visuals of seeing this shit i can't get it out of my
1: head honestly bro i thought it was a good film like albeit it was was good but It was just so funny to me for some reason. Like it It was was just so funny because of Justin Long. But by the way, Justin Long has been in so many different movies. Have you seen any spoof movie from the two thousands, early two thousands? Justin Long has probably been in it. So
0: Yeah. And he was just in the new movie Barbarian, which we have mixed reviews about. A lot of people like hardcore loved Barbarian, but um I don't know, it was good. Right. And I'll give it that. Mm -hmm. But Yeah, that shit was crazy. And the screams, like, I can't get the screaming out of my head.
1: And with that being said, this brings us to our fourth category. Can you survive? So this one is our survival horror category. And the first recommendation is The Collector, which is a 2009 film. The film follows an escaped convict by the name Arkin on his desperate attempt to repay a debt. He breaks into a wealthy family's home to steal a valuable gem. The only problem is, he wasn't the first person there. But yeah, this film is crazy, man. If you haven't seen it, I definitely recommend checking it out. So it involves this serial killer who is known as the Collector. Literally, like, you know, Collector from Mortal Kombat? Mm Mm-hmm, yeah. He's he's exactly like that, almost. He literally collects people. And the film was directed by uh, Marcus Dunstan. And he doesn't have any other films to his name, but... He directed this one. Actually, no, he directed the second one as well, The Collection, which was a 2011 film.
0: Our next survival horror recommendation is, you guessed it, Escape Room. 2019, baby. That's when it came out, right before The Blur. <laughs> <Is> the <that laughs> right Happening. Before, right before smell it. I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. Um, we were definitely late on the bandwagon once again, and saw it like a couple weeks ago, and it was really, really good. Actually, personally, I enjoyed it a lot. But this saw inspired spectacle follows six adventurous strangers who travel to a mysterious building to take part in an escape room, and. Me personally, I like escape rooms in real life. Like, I've done a couple of escape rooms with friends, and it was a grand old time. We made it out of there. So, mm-hmm. I'd be confident that I could do this shit. I don't know, though.
1: This film was really good, and its it was better for me than I expected, because I don't have much hope for, like, newer movies, mm-hmm. because they usually suck ass, but... This movie was actually pretty good, and I liked it a lot because I enjoy mystery and like escaping shit and puzzles and shit. Like, I love movies like Cube and like all that shit, so this was good. Um,
0: it definitely mirrors Saw a lot, but in a different way, like, I don't know how to explain it. It's not like the contestants were pitted against each other for survival. They were trying to work together to survive. Right. I feel like with the Saw, it was like, cut off your leg or slit her throat, like- you know, you got to pick yourself or somebody else. So,
1: the rooms played on each person's individual fears. But with Saw, it was like he was getting those people because they had done something that
0: mm-hmm.
1: that uh, was terrible. And they just didn't want to own up to it or however that went. So, well,
0: Escape Room kind of had that premise too, though. Because it was about their backstories and, uh, and a, an event that had happened in their life. Right. Where they probably didn't make the most ethical decision in that moment and you know that stuck with them and then they use that as like oh kind of like um with Lawrence's character uh, so Lawrence from Insecure is on Escape Room I don't know his actual name what's his name? Jay Ellis so Jay Ellis is one of the um strangers that does the Escape Room in this movie and with his backstory it was like he was on a boat and they were like ice fishing or whatever with a friend And the friend, like, started getting hypothermia or whatever and, like, tried to kill him, but he had to save himself. And so that's why they had that escape room where it was, like, ice fucking cold, freezing. Mm -hmm. And that's where Buddy died. All participants have been handpicked and offered an invitation to the event. The players arrive and begin solving puzzles with the same goal in mind, to win $10,000. The escape room starts off as fun and games until the players realize this is nothing short. Of a game of life and death.
1: Speaking of playing games, Squid Game. Come on, y'all. Come on, now, all What y'all on?
0: For real. Also, Squid Game, <laughs> your lovely host and hostess, uh, we applied to be a part of the real like reality TV series version of Squid Game. I, I ain't heard back, personally. But <laughs> I ain't heard nothing
1: either, but I'm just saying, if y'all see DTM out, out here on, on oh, with Squid, Squid- hey, what's up, y'all? <laughs>
0: Now we're on to our fifth category, which makes me so bloodthirsty, and that is Vampire Horror. So no, not Twilight, not Vampire Diaries, but our first recommendation is 30 Days of Night. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah. Thirty Days of Night, which is a movie that came out in two thousand seven, based off of the original comics, and I actually really enjoyed the comic books of Thirty Days of Night. I actually read them when I was in school, and the movies were just as good as well. So Thirty Days of Night um, takes place in the far northern hemisphere in the small town of Barrow, Alaska. In Barrow, Alaska. The town experiences an entire month of darkness every year, so that means no sunrise, no sunset, just 30 days of night. Most residents head south for the winter around this time, but some stray behind and wait it out. However, one year, those who stayed in town instantly regretted their decision to do so. Hungry vampires descended on Barrow to feed. Only a few survivors try to stay alive for the gruesome monthly long twilight. The real question is, will they make it till dawn? I love this movie. Um, I love vampires in general, but I feel like we're lacking in the vampire horror genre. It's a lot of romanticism around vampirism or vampirism. And I don't know, I just want to see like the scary side of it. I'm tired of falling in love with vampires.
1: Which brings us to our next recommendation, From Dusk Till Dawn. Two brothers, Seth and Richard Gecko, are on the run after robbing a bank and leaving several officers dead. They hightail it to Mexico in attempts to flee, but they end up coming across a gang of vampires when they stop at a topless bar. Now they must fight alongside the hostages there to escape this terrifying night. This film was also directed by Robert Rodriguez, who happened to direct some of our childhood favorites like Spy Kids, Shark Boy, and Lava Girl. And Sin City's not a childhood favorite, but Sin City's a good movie. So that brings us to who? What? What is that? Our invasion category, which is our safe category. Our first recommendation is Invasion of the Body Snatchers from 1978. This film is set in San Francisco and it follows Matthew Bennell as he tries to save the city from a strange invisible enemy. It all starts when a friend complains about her husband's strange mood. Matthew doesn't think anything of it until a mutated corpse is found later that evening. And this film was directed by Philip Kaufman, who happened to direct a few Indiana Jones movies, and he's actually planning on directing the up-and-coming Indiana Jones movie coming out next year.
0: So our next invasion horror recommendation is... a part of a franchise, but I feel like as a standalone movie, it is so damn good. And this is one of my favorite, like, invasion type of movies. Um... I don't know. It's just so good. It's so good. The acting, the actors that are in it, um, just all of that.
1: I could agree though. This is a good movie.
0: This recommendation is 10 Cloverfield Lane, which came out in 2016. So you know what franchise it's a part of. It's a part of the Cloverfield franchise. Um, personally, I don't know. I like the original Cloverfield movie. But I would say that this is probably my favorite out of the franchise. So after surviving a car accident, Michelle wakes up to find herself in an underground bunker with two strange men. And I'm not going to lie, when I first saw this movie, especially the way they portrayed it in like the trailers when it first came out, I thought that was going to be like the plot point. Like she, you know, got into a car accident and then these niggas just picked her up and brought her to a, a bunker. And she's like wrapped up with these two weird guys. Nobody knows where she is, but it's so much more than that, y'all. It's crazy. Once again, the acting is really good. One of the men, who is Howard, tells her that a massive chemical attack has rendered the air unbreathable. What the fuck? What would you do if somebody, you just came to one day. (laughs) (laughs) Like, underground, with some strange-ass men, or women, whatever. And they tell you that you can't breathe the air outside and you got to stay up in this damn bunker with them.
1: (laughs) 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 Bitch, I'm going to die because what? (laughs) Yo, what you mean? We can't breathe.
0: Yeah. The trio's only hope at survival is to remain inside the lavish bunker. Because I'm not going to lie, that bunker was decked the fuck out. <laughs>
1: I mean, I guess that makes sense, though. Shit, I'm going to be down here for the rest of my life. Might as well make it look like something.
0: <laughs> I swear to God. He was ready for that shit. All
1: right, it's, it's time now.
0: And the bunker belonged to Howard, just for context. Mm. Despite the comforting vibe that the bunker shared, Howard's controlling and menacing nature made Michelle uncomfortable and pretty much just ready to fucking leave. Because, yeah, he was real weird in the movie. Um, but the acting, it was just great. After taking matters into her own hands, she discovers the truth about the world outside. And, might I add, about the world inside that damn bunker, too, because Howard
1: was on some shit. Was
0: on some shit. And was hiding some shit and RIP buddy who was just trying to help definitely one of my favorite movies um, it's just so good it kind of makes me want to watch it right now mm-hmm. but yeah that's 10 Cloverfield Lane and those were all of our horror movie recommendations a shitload of horror and yeah it just feels good to bring that back
1: but with all that being said let's take a spooky moment to thank our spooky sponsor and we will see you soon
0: have you heard about
1: and we're back
0: like a spooky ass butt crack and now we're about to get into rating costume genres out of five so we're gonna break this up into like single costumes couples and groups We have five categories for each, but we have a bonus one for singles, just because most people are, you know, wearing a Halloween costume, like, just by themselves. Right,
1: right,
0: right. Let's get into rating these Halloween costumes. If you're watching this on YouTube, we will be throwing up, like, examples of these costumes, but we're kind of just going to have discussions about them and share quick thoughts about what we think when people wear these types of costumes because i don't know halloween is about creativity it's right. about you know doing shit that you don't usually do we're starting with singles
1: our first category is occupational and That that's like your doctors your cops anything like that um honestly for me i would say it's definitely giving me a two.
0: Ooh, i agree two out of five yeah yeah I agree, just because, like, who wants to dress up for work for Halloween? We do that all day, every day.
1: Yeah, nah, I'm not a fan of the occupational. I think they're really lazy. Um, Like we said, it's about creativity, so why not add a little flair, do something different?
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, Occupational is just boring. Now I get it, like, you want to dress up as a firefighter, because you don't get to do that in your everyday life, but... I don't know. Like you said, it just feels lazy.
1: You could have been a firefighter zombie, you could have been a firefighter yeah. like vampire, anything.
0: Our second one, this one's a little controversial and um I already know how I feel about it. People dressing up in cultural cost or cultural costume or, you know, just repping an ethnicity. <sighs> that just don't sit right with me because why are you trying to appropriate like, you don't get a pass just because it's Halloween.
1: <laughs> yeah, nah, that's just, that's just not cool. In my personal opinion, like, fuck y'all, bro. Stop doing that. That's weird. That's yeah. like somebody's life. That's somebody's, you know, family's heritage. That's not a costume for you to put on every other week or every Halloween. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, and an example of this would be, I hate to do it to y'all, white people dressing up as Native Americans.
1: Rastafarians.
0: Ooh, yeah. mm Or just anybody dressing up as like a geisha or like something like that and I'm not gonna lie I dressed up as a geisha as a kid but I was a kid I didn't fucking know and I don't even think it was really my choice but (laughs) but yeah, just don't do it. Don't do it. It's played out, and I'm definitely ranking that a zero out of five. That's sad as fuck, because you got to sit here and steal somebody's culture just to celebrate a holiday.
1: Just to have a costume, like, that's weird. And if I had to rate it, it's a smooth zero for me. Our third category is DIY, and these are the most fun, in my opinion. I feel like people can really do a lot and have seen some really cool ones, so honestly, I would rate this one a solid five.
0: I agree. Solid five across the board just because it's DIY. You did it yourself. Like, it doesn't matter what the costume is. You made that shit yourself. Definitely a five out of five for sure. The next one is Celebrity Inspo. So, this is like people that dress up as like left eye or I don't know, just any celebrity, Uh, Justin Bieber, like, (laughs) just any fucking thing. And I rate that a 1 out of 5 just because I'm not a huge fan of celebrity in- inspirational costumes. Like let them let that person be them. Like yeah. you ain't got to walk around as George Washington. You ain't got to walk around as Beyoncé. If I
1: rated it, I'd say it's a 3, and the only reason I say 3 is because I mean I think it's kind of creative, like, how people execute the celebrity inspo. But I do understand what you're saying about, like, just just letting people be, bro. It's weird.
0: But I will say people do execute it well.
1: All right, next category is scary. Scary costumes. Now, if it's done right, I'd say a solid five. But I've seen some shitty, shitty costumes. But I'll stand with that five. I'll stand with that five for sure.
0: Scary, yeah, I'd say five as well. Um, just because scary costumes, like, I don't know, it just feeds that, that horror need that I have. It's
1: the essence of Halloween.
0: Yes, literally. Like, people that dress up as Michael Myers or just anything, like, just anything that's scary. The scary masks. That's what I think of when I think of scary. And our bonus category for single costumes is sexy.
1: Now, in terms of this category, there's so many different ways you could go, and it really plays into people's creativity as well. So I give it a five, and it all it's all dependent on execution, really.
0: I agree. Like, sexy Chucky or sexy nun, sexy, you know, just whatever. Um, <clears throat> I feel like with sexy costumes, there's a time and a place.
1: Yeah, no, definitely.
0: I better not see you. Walk around like a sexy nurse with your kid trick-or-treating on Halloween. But yeah, I rate sexy costumes four out of five. Like if it's done for like a Halloween party or I guess Instagram, sure, whatever. You know, girls got to get their pictures in. But um, yeah, I don't know. There's just a time and a place for sexy Halloween costumes.
1: So we're going to be writing some more costumes and this is for our couples. Gotta love it, right? Our first one is gags.
0: So gags would be... Have, have you ever heard of the concept of, like, an outlet and, like, a charging port or something? Or popcorn
1: and butter or some just...
0: Yeah, gag costumes is just anything that's, like, a play on something sexual or just funny. Adult comedy, pretty much.
1: If I had to rate it, though, I'd give it a five. Really? Per creativity purposes. Because people can get really creative with that shit.
0: That's true. I give it... A three, but I would have to, like, see somebody's costume to be like, damn, bro, like, that's hella good. I rate that, like, a 10 out of 10, you know, like, <laughs> in the moment, but just thinking about it, yeah, it's, like, a three. It's it's cool or whatever. So, the next couple category is this and that, and basically what that means is you need both people present to understand mm-hmm. the costume, mm-hmm. and a good example of this is when you're a friend of mine and I were going to just dress up for halloween as netflix and chill and i feel like just popping up as netflix or just popping up as chill you're not going to get the full story of the costume but when you show up together netflix and chill it makes sense um yeah like
1: i'd rate those i rate them a give it a four because you have to like plan that out and like actually think about
0: i agree that's a four Yeah, and it takes effort from both sides. Our
1: next category is dynamic duo, so deeper than most.
0: Your best host.
1: Nah, dynamic duo would be some shit like, you know, Shaggy and Scooby or Velma and Shaggy, actually. Ship them, love them.
0: Yeah, even though we see a lot of Velma and Daphne. Yeah, (laughs) and it's sexy Velma and Daphne. (laughs) Man, last year they were running rampant. But dynamic duos, yeah. Like that was a perfect example is Scooby and Shaggy. Um, I don't know who else is a good dynamic duo.
1: Cheech and Chong.
0: Yeah, Cheech and Chong. Like, literally just dynamic duos. And I would give this a five out of five just because, like, you know, that's a good like best friend costume or a literal like couples costume. Like just dynamic duos. It's a good. It's a good one.
1: It's solid. It's a solid five for me.
0: So our next category is concept costumes.
1: Ooh. Now give me give me an example of a concept costume because I think I know what it is, but help me out here.
0: A, a concept costume would be like like the Mona Lisa costume, where oh. you have like a frame oh, or whatever, okay. and then you have like a little hole for your head to go through, and then the other person's a painter oh, or like. Okay. You know, yeah. like concepts like okay. that, like yeah. oh, you're painting the Mona Lisa, um, shit like that.
1: Cool.
0: I feel like that's a good example. I give concept like a good four out of five.
1: Yeah, I can agree. Four for four out of five for sure.
0: But I will say, concept costumes it requires thinking.
1: Our next category is couple switch.
0: Ugh, I'm sorry, but this shit just makes me cringe. <laughs> the idea of a couple switch costume. Is the boyfriend dressing up as the girlfriend for Halloween? And the girlfriend dressing up as the boyfriend for Halloween? Ugh. Or okay. or girlfriend and girlfriend, boyfriend and boyfriend. Days and days, we accept it all. Them's but,
1: them's. yes.
0: Days and them. All of them. But, the thing about it is, it's just corny. And it's boring and it's played out. We know who y'all are. You don't have to be each other. A couple swiths, mm, I can go without it. And I'll just give it a one.
1: It's a, it's a lonely single for me.
0: Unless we think of it as like a couple switch, like a couple dresses up as another couple. I mean, as in like you actually, dress up as Ike and Tina. Or
1: oh, something. shit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm just saying that's an example.
1: Whoa, whoa, God damn, Bobby and Whitney. <laughs> oh, shit.
0: I don't know. I'd still give it like a one. That's
1: a solid one. Out of five. It's a lonely single for me.
0: Oof. So, that was it for our couples, and now we're getting into the last grouping, which is groups. Yep. Our first category for groups is historic, and this could be, like, you know, <clears throat> with PWIs and how they be doing, like, in the South, where they be doing, like, them antebellum parties and shit, or, you know, you just do, like, I don't know, just old shit, like, yeah, but it's like a group, a group concept not just like a single oh i'm abraham lincoln yeah historic Two. <laughs> if it's done right i'm gonna give it a, a two and a half
1: you heard it here on deeper than most two and a half
0: but if it's offensive historic mm, yeah bitch, that's a no for me
1: if we are rating this bullshit, i would rate it a solid one i'm just not a fan our next category is uh disney
0: disney car a group I think that's cute it could be fun but for Disney I'm gonna rate that a four out of five just because everybody's gonna know it everybody's gonna love it and I mean it's creative it's Disney
1: I'm all for seeing Mickey and Minnie over there throwing up in the bushes at the Halloween (laughs) party if I had to rate it though solid four solid four
0: our next category is con-esque and this would basically be like anime con comic con where you basically just dress up for a convention (laughs) but for halloween and i'm gonna give that a five out of six because i love comic con and anime con like outfits and concepts i don't know they're just always so creative most of them are diy and like i don't know i feel like with con specifically these are things like it's a specific niche of people and these are things that the people are actually interested in. So if somebody's dressing up in a con outfit, like they truly value the character or the show or whatever media that the character is from. Um, I don't know. And it just kind of shows the, the personality and the character of the person dressing up.
1: Yeah. If I had to rate it though, definitely a strong five. Because that shit just cool. It's cool to look at. And people put so much like time into it. Our next category is Trendy.
0: So this would be shit that's literally trending. Like last year, how Velma and Daphne was fucking trending. Oh my God. Like everybody was fucking Velma and Daphne. I'm over it. I don't want to see it anymore. Mm -hmm. Like when shit is trending, it just gets played out too quick. I'm going to give trendy costumes a one out of five. Oh, it's cutthroat in this bitch today.
1: But if I had to rate it though, it's a win. Come on, man. Do something else. And the category is... Food. So,
0: the last category is food. For a group costume, this could be like you and your Ooh, bitches, uh. everybody stepping out as a different skittle or we oui. or soda cans. We oui. and everybody different. Anyways, um <laughs> everybody a french fry.
1: <laughs> we Wait... <laughs>
0: But, yeah, that's pretty much food. And, I mean, I don't I don't know how I feel about it. I'm going to give food a two out of five just because I don't want to get hungry when I look at you.
1: This is all a two out of five. Nothing yeah. more, nothing less. Two?
0: I mean, it's cool. It's fun. Like, for a group costume, you know, like Skittles. It's a different color or whatever. That was us rating different types of Halloween costumes pertaining to singles couples and groups we included everybody As that brings us to the wiggity 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 whoop wind down
1: wind down we have four this time around the first one reads what costume category did you like best
0: damn i don't know which one did i rate a five i think anim animacon or con-esque yeah, con S costumes, I think, takes the cake.
1: Uh, we can agree there, for sure. hmm
0: Our second wind down. Out of the movies listed, which one that you didn't recommend interests you the most? I'm going to say Rosemary's Baby. But also The Omen, too, because I haven't seen that. And it's a classic.
1: It is. Absolute classic. Honestly... Out of all of them, I love all of them, and I've actually seen the ones that you listed. But all the of one really? Yeah. Oh, damn. <laughs> I've actually seen all of them, but I think the one that I enjoy the most is the Haunting of Molly Hartley, just because it's so campy. Our third wind down is: What would be your ideal cinematic universe? So to expound on this question, basically, like what type of shit would make up your universe? Like, what would you want inside of it? In a horror universe, at that. Um, for me. Honestly, I'm thinking a little bit of Mad Max mixed with um Queen of the Damned. I could fight some vampires on <laughs> during the apocalypse. I'm all for it.
0: My ideal cinematic universe would be Nightmare on Elm Street, mixed with a little bit of The Walking Dead. Mainly because that could catch you in your dreams. Be very point blank, like I like to sleep and I would be sleeping good. And just the idea of somebody like Infiltrating your fucking dream state is terrifying to me. And our last wind down is, how does horror shape your spooky season? So what gets you in the spooky mood first? Mm -hmm. Mm, I would say, you know, you ease into it with the movies, you know, then you decorate, or you decorate then movies, and then of course a haunted attraction at some point. Mm
1: I can agree. I say for me, though, I definitely love starting with, like, the spooky movies. got to have it. And then you get into decorating because, like, you can watch the movie, grab some inspo, start decorating, put out your little shit, scare some people, you know. Yeah. All that fun stuff. But with all that being said, this has been Episode 75. A shitload of horror. Part two. And since there are 75 episodes, that means you have 74 other episodes to check out, including our short stuff bonuses.
0: And there's a shitload.
1: Kind words. What were you thinking?
0: My kind words are stay spooky, my friends. Um, Yeah, like we're in the thick of it. It's spooky season. I'm feeling good. I don't want it to end, but it will. Right. So just enjoy spooky season while it's here. And if you want to get a little bit spookier than we did in this episode, check out our episode from last week where we talked about the history of Halloween and haunted attractions because that was a blast.
1: My kind words would be throw that fucking candy corn away. (laughs) (laughs) No, um, in all honesty, though, just be safe. Be safe, guys. Subscribe to the YouTube channel and comment on one of your favorite videos to be entered in our Halloween spooktacular giveaway.
0: Yes. And don't forget to DM us a screenshot or a picture of proof so we can enter you into that giveaway. We will be giving away $31 for 31 days of Halloween. And we're also running, um... A Q&A right now we haven't gotten any questions so if you have anything spooky you want to ask us ask away
1: be sure you're supporting at deeper than most pc that's the instagram pc is for podcast come on guys get with it you can email us at deeper than most pc at com. you can check us out on our official facebook group which is way too long so we're eventually gonna <laughs>
0: we're gonna change yeah. <laughs>
1: check us out on uh tiktok at Pod because it'd be some spooky funny cool stuff going on over there and also also make sure you're liking commenting sharing and subscribing that's the youtube make sure you are also giving us ratings Ladies. and reviews on apple Podcasts, spotify google Podcasts, wherever you listen to your podcast
0: please because it really helps our show please. um we're trying to grow And we want to expand our audience. We want to produce a better show over time. And that will be possible with the help of you guys. If you give us ratings and reviews wherever you listen to the show. Because, yeah, we have a lot of listeners. um, And we only have eight ratings and reviews, I think, on Apple Podcasts. So, you know... We know there's more of you guys out there. We don't have 2.4 plays for nothing. Right. We are we don't have 2.4k plays for nothing. Or 2.4k views for nothing. So we know y'all be tuning in.
1: And with that being said, I've been your host DJ. And
0: I've been your host Sav.
1: Stay spooky, stay light, and stay positive, my friends. Catch us next time on Deeper, Deeper than, than Most. most.